Trisha Renoni auditioning for Lisa's friend. Bridesmaid number one, hooker. Hi, Trisha Renoni auditioning for mom number two, cop number one's partner, hooker number 11. Cute but not too cute waiter, wedding guest number six, young mom waiter number two. I'm Trisha Renoni, I'm an actress from Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. I play top dog in the series Pink is In, and I love being top dog because I get to be a total jerk, and it's so much fun actually channeling that confident, cool energy. It's one of my favorite things about being top dog, is that I get to eyebrow act. Listeners, welcome back to Yeah Aha uh -huh with Lisa Phil and unfortunately this week the absent Aaron. Yeah. He is um well, he's doing something we don't get to do, which is spend time with his grandchildren. Yeah, he decided his priorities <laughs> were elsewhere. So yes. Aaron's not his grandchildren took him to Disney. Yeah. So I guess we can understand that. They live Either in California. <laughs> so whichever Disney it is in California, that's where they are. But we're here today talking to Trish Renone. Who is a talented actress, comedian, writer, producer, teacher, mm -hmm. uh, all around uh, superstar in the world of entertainment. And we have much watched enough of her work to speak to her talent. Right, right. So, so. welcome, Trish. Welcome to the show. Thanks Hi, for, coming thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. We had your buddy uh, Kim on last week <laughs> to talk about uh, Pink is In, and we saw the entire series that's on Tubi, which was uh, episodes one through eight. Mm -hmm. And Kim said that there are more that are in the can, but they're not released to Tubi apparently. But yeah, we did enjoy all eight episodes that we saw. And uh, yeah, we had a little tiff because uh, he was like, well, we saw the one with the uh, uh, talent show, uh, the talent show, but we actually didn't see that one. Because oh, yeah. That would Not be episode yet. 12. We saw yeah. the one where you had the therapy session with oh, a psychologist okay. or a psychologist. So how is it you can get me anything? Well, I've always been very entrepreneurial. Started my first business when I was nine, selling shrunken Applehead dolls door to door. My second when I was 11, boosting Nicolas Cage bedsheets. That is terrifically terrific. Have a chocolate. In fact, I just got a new shipment, so have two. Yeah. And that was really fun. Yeah. I enjoyed that scene. I enjoyed it, too, because I got to lay in that hammock. Yeah. My part took place in the hammock, so that was really comfy and cozy. So in between setups and in between camera setups, the different camera angles, I just hung out in the hammock. That was nice and cozy. And there was chocolate in the scene, too. So we ate a lot of chocolate, which was fun. Right. You know, I wondered how much of that chocolate you actually ate. Yeah, I actually ate it. And it was in people's hands. And it was being picked up off the floor and reset and put in boxes. So we had certain ones that we tried to stay away from. Yeah. We tried to track which ones had been on the floor and picked back up again. But, I mean, it was delicious. So if it was on the floor, who cares? Use the 30 second rule, you know, 30 seconds. Yeah. Be um, <laughs> yeah, maybe a five second rule, but you know, yeah, actually chocolate. Yeah. I'm thinking a minute and a half rule. Um, yeah, it depends on what the food is. Chocolate yes. will give it a little bit more leeway. Let, let me yeah, ask. If, for me personally, Hershey's can stay on the floor. Let me, let yeah, me, ask, kind of like, let me ask a hypothetical, let me ask a hypothetical question to you guys. Mm -hmm. What if, like, this never happened to me necessarily, mm -hmm. but what if you just purchased a donut from a United Dairy Farmers and you had your coffee in one hand and the donut in the other, and you go to open your car door and you accidentally uh, knock the donut out of your hand with the car door and it goes under the car? 
I mean, is it gone? Is it a goner, or would you like dust that off? Parking lot? I don't know. That's I don't know. It depends, depends what kind of donut. Place. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's under the car. Is it snowing or is it? Do you have snow no, in Cincinnati? It wasn't we snowing did. this. It wasn't we snowing did. this morning. Not nearly as much as you do, I assume, but we do. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, like but no globe out there. Parking are not cleaned, it, if you will. It was yeah. not snowing this morning. If it was but like a fresh layer of snow, I think I would just up. blow off the snow and if eat it. it yeah. Well, yeah, if there was snow, yeah, but if they just snow had a nice little. Oh, wait a minute. Started, what brand do they have now? I don't know what brand. Is it Buskins or is Buskins. it Buskins? Oh, okay. But it was a three dollar donut though. It wasn't like some Krispy mm -hmm. Kreme little job or yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Hypothetically, yeah. hypothetically. Yeah. So but, did this happen? I don't know. How? Well, it may, may it may or may not have happened this morning between seven seven thirty and seven forty five. I would let the donut go for sure and keep the coffee because that's the important part. So right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I think I would, uh, I mean, if it was one of those um, custard-filled donuts that they have mm -hmm. with the chocolate on top, yeah, that Boston would be a harder question. Yeah, but a go glaze, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. glaze. Let a glaze go. You'll have another glaze, but a Boston cream, those are pretty yeah. spectacular. Well, now this isn't Boston cream. There's this bakery called Buskins here in Cincinnati. Oh bakery and they have this proprietary cream that they make it's like a i guess maybe kind of a a, a almost a chantilly cream Ooh. and it is not oh my goodness it is so much better than boston cream i do not care for boston cream but i can free base a buskins cream filled wow they should sponsor you they probably should, <laughs> they probably should. i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna reach out we're looking Reach for stuff. out and okay, let's pull out top dog since we're we were chatting about pink mm -hmm. and briefly. So Buskins, is it? Yeah. You're gonna give yeah uh-huh free donuts and be their official sponsor because top dog said so. Ooh, wow. <laughs> that gives me chills. That's like holy crap. Now let yeah, me we need you. Let need me you. ask you. Shake them down. Um I I've, I've <laughs> Believe that Top Dog is sort of a blonde, whereas oh. you have a darker color hair. Oh, well, my hair is just, um, I'm I'm like Dolly Parton. I'm not a real blonde. So I'm mm -hmm. not offended by blonde jokes because I'm not blonde. I'm not dumb and I'm not blonde. Um, I do mm -hmm. have streaks, but when I have my hair back and I'm kind of sitting in the dark light, you can't see it as much. Okay. But so yeah. it just depends on how I wear my hair. I also just chopped my hair off recently. Top Dog has longer a little bit longer, yeah. 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 Well, I like Top and, Dog. Uh, yeah, yeah. I like the character. She did have a little more blonde in her hair than you. I was just wondering mm -hmm. if that was a conscious decision on your part or no, if it just it, happened. It definitely, I don't put that much thought into anything. It was more like, <laughs> mm -hmm. it was more like just, I, I definitely have hair color, uh, like boredom syndrome. Mm. So luckily now I'm an, adult and I've refrained from like as a teenager I had rules in the house and I had to ask parents for things so I would just if I had like ten dollars of babysitting money I could go and get a, bo a box dye and color my hair whatever color and it never turned out so in high school I had really bad hair and now I just do things like cut my bangs on my own but I won't even bring hair box dye into the house anymore because I've screwed it up too many times but I do still get that like hair color boredom so i just yeah. go to the hairdresser and get it i change it up a lot yeah i'm not tempted i am brunette i've always mm -hmm. been i'll always be a brunette i have tried blonde wigs not for you i, no? Disagree. No. I disagree no ah. uh, maybe i just haven't found the right blonde but every blonde i've tried i end up looking a little bit ill I feel like that's the thing too, because people tell, like, people will say things when you go back and forth, because I'll go back and forth from anywhere from like light brown to blonde to dark brown. And as soon as I go dark brown, people say, oh, that makes your eyes stand out. The blonde washed you out. <laughs> so you hey. hear the truth when you go a different color. Hmm. Then you go and back to the blonde. And you think, so I'm washed out, am I? Wait, what's that? That's you as a blonde. That's oh, cool! A white hair, and I didn't think it looked good. Well, that's really cool. That's oh, like you look like a pop star. Yeah, 
Oh, that's baby. very, very Britney, oh, Kesha, Taylor mm-hmm. Swift in her bleach blonde era. Right. Yeah. Gwen Stefani. I guess I, I equate it with the fact that when I wear yellow, people ask me if I'm feeling okay. Oh, people ask me that all the time when I have no makeup on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, well, you're I sick today. Makeup, no. So they don't bother. <laughs> Oh, that's the trick. I just have to stop wearing it. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, oil of Olay. Yes. It's the secret. Mm-hmm. The all glorious skin. The red jar, baby. The red jar. Oh, the red jar is the secret of. Yep. Okay. I'm going to go for that red jar. Yep. Uh, I'm just busy on Amazon ordering. So just uh, give me a second. <laughs> red jar, oil of Olay. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and they have the unscented too. So oh, I like the unscented. When I put Maybe. scented things on my face, sometimes I wake up with a puffy face the next day. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and my nose is all swollen. It's yeah, and it just does the opposite yeah. of what it's supposed to do. Ex- exactly. We don't have time for that. Nope. We do not. Right. We do not. I about top dog. She okay. got a top top dog i really like i really love that character. She, she was like you she ran the prison ran the prison like right i mean you had uh you had I would like to be t- yeah and but um, you were the uh if you were on the inside you had to get on the right side of, of top dog right yeah you have to be on top dog side because if you're in so in pink is in we're set in chatsworth chatsworth prison for anyone who hasn't watched on tubi but you should watch because you can watch it for free you just need to log in with your Facebook or your email or your Gmail or whatever. So why aren't you watching it? Um, so for anyone who hasn't watched it, um, we're in a prison and Top Dog runs the show. And there's a warden and she's always clashing with the warden. In real life, I'm like the, I'm the complete opposite of Top Dog. I always say awkward things to people. Like I have um, that syndrome where I like won't stand up for myself and I'll just be like yeah I am I suck I'm horrible at everything I know I'm doing a terrible job I'm the worst just hate me okay bye and then I'll leave and I'll be like why am I so awkward why can't I be like top dog top dog is that like confident chick who's like I can do anything I'm I'm in charge around here you're gonna do what I say and I'm like I know I suck okay yeah you hate me don't hate me bye that's me in real life have you been checked for adhd no but when i scroll tiktok adhd um people talking about it i i definitely think that's me i was diagnosed when i was 12 oh and when i was 19 or 20 i had an mri of my brain and Mm -hmm. um it was for a study and the technician said are you aware that you have ADHD? And wow. I was like, yeah, how'd you know? And he's <laughs> like, it's on your brain scan. What? It shows up in a I brain I know, brain? right? There's an MRI for that. What? Yeah. And you got it back when you were 12. I just found out when I was like, when COVID hit and I'm, I was in my 30s and scrolling TikTok and I was like, that would be me. Yeah. yeah. And really- my sisters, my mom. I think we all. It runs, my dad, in, it, it, it runs in the family genetically. Yeah, yeah but, and my family have it. But recently, they found out, or at least they're they're saying there's a lawsuit. Let's put it that way. Um, and apparently, taking Tylenol during pregnancy can is may be the uh, the catalyst for the increase of autistic and ADHD. Interesting diagnoses. What are taking the shells anyway, right? Tylenol. They're talking about it. Well, not no, 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 no. I thought you said Nyquil. No. Yeah. No. Oh, Nyquil is full. Nyquil, I am convinced, has lots of is is that's a powerful drug. Uh, People have been pulling Nyquil to uh, to help make uh, like meth and stuff. Oh well, yeah. There's Uh, that. So, but they found out that the active ingredients in it may not help the symptoms uh, that it purports to help. Oh, uh, and and so CVS, for instance, is pulling it off the shelves now. I only take it when I'm feeling sick and I want to sleep. Yeah. yeah. Well, 
least that's the only reason I take. At least it. you're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it helps the symptoms or just puts me to sleep. So yeah, how- I think a lot of those types of medications just put people to sleep and just kind of like masks it. Doesn't really help, but it at least masks, gives you a chance to sleep, which I think is what we need. But I'm also not a doctor, so. And I've never yeah. even played one. I've auditioned to be doctors and I've never booked it. So definitely don't listen to me. <laughs> okay. Um, but do, what, uh, did you audition for Pink is In? Did you have to actually, audition? They auditioned some of the actors, but I didn't audition for it. Um, some of them, they some of us, they reached out to in 2018 or 2019 and said, hey, I have this character in mind for you you want to come out and do a teaser and then we're going to go around and pitch it to networks and i went out for that teaser hello you must be nikki Pacano. cover your ears are you crazy nobody calls me that the name is top dog or td if you like shortening words top dog that is marvelous positive and shows confidence an all-around fantabulous moniker But we all, I was just looking at a throwback picture from that day. And then after they auditioned people and more cast joined when it got picked up. But I was looking at some throwback pictures the other day. They came up on my Facebook. And we all felt like on that day, like there was going to be more. We didn't ever have any doubt, which is really rare for going to a set and filming a teaser and to hear, oh, this we're going to pitch this and it's going to get picked up from the creators or producers. You normally would think, no, it's not, because normally they don't. But we all had this like, like weird positivity about it. We were like, oh, yeah, of course, we're going to do more episodes. And even now I feel that way about more seasons. Yeah. I think there's more to come. So, yeah, we always had a had a fun, fun vibe with it. But I didn't I wasn't one of the actors who auditioned. Lisa saw me and my roommates in Escort, which was a comedy series that I co-created. And I played a character who's very different, very Excellent, um, yeah. Very different from, yeah, from Top Dog. She's really non-confrontational and skittish and right. like girl next door type nerdy. More me. And, <laughs> and more me in real life, I guess. Um, yeah, but for some reason she saw that and loved it and thought that I would really play the tough girl in prison really well, which is the complete opposite of the character that she saw me play and said, hey, I know you can do this. I think you'd be really great at this. Um yeah. And then she, so she told me when I get my show picked up, you've got this role. And then, and she got the show picked up, which yeah. is super cool <clears throat> and really a hard thing to do for, for an independent production that it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Without a big studio behind it. We were talking to Kim about how it seemed to be gathering, gaining momentum episode by episode by episode. Yeah. Each episode was a little bit better than the previous. Yeah. And yeah. Left it, it left us wanting more, you know. We want yeah. to see some more, Good. yeah. By that eighth episode, we want more, yeah. Yeah, so I heard Kim say, I don't know if it was on, or oh, I think they posted a clip today from a podcast clip of Kim saying that when he wrote it, he wrote it with even though it's a comedy, he wrote it with a soap opera, um, structure where something that happens, an obstacle in episode one isn't actually resolved until episode 12. And I thought yeah. about that. And I had never noticed that before, that it was written like how, that that's how a soap, soap opera is written. So you drag out these, um, I guess I realized that there were conflicts that dragged out, but didn't know that that was the soap opera structure. Um, yeah. yeah, I haven't realized it much before, but I thought that was really interesting because it's true. And in this, so in the States, in Canada, we have all 12 episodes out. But in the States and Mexico and Australia um, and the UK, there's just the eight episodes. So I think, I don't know, but hopefully Tubi releases the next four. And um, and then hopefully we can also get back to set. Kim said they were supposed to. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see. That would yep. be awesome. Yep. Well, let me. Hey, if nothing else, I want to see if the escapees ever get looked for. Right. Yeah, no. If anyone even notices they're gone <laughs> yeah. outside of the prison. Yeah, it's like we yeah. said that the security in that prison wasn't exactly top shelf. You know, it was a little yeah. bit, you know, there's a, <laughs> a little bit of leeway there for the 
We yeah, haven't opened all the have the intense feelings. You guys could go out for dinner in the town and no one would bother about it. Yeah, <laughs> as long as you were back. Policy. You can just come in, you can you can leave, you can come back. Why isn't Top Dog leaving? My character yeah. never leaves. She's like because she's, she's the boss she's a, in her little pod. She's got it good. She's got yeah, pretty she's good a, at it. Yeah. She's a loser on the outside. No one will listen to her on the outside, but in the inside, right. she's got them fooled. Yeah. She's boss, right. So it's like kind of like, Kind of like yeah. Otis from the Andy Griffith show where he comes and goes to jail. You know, he just comes <laughs> lets himself in. Sleeps it off. Yeah. And, He's yeah. like, I'm going to go back there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have that policy. You can just kind of walk in and out. Actually, there's, yeah, there's just uh really incompetent security staff there. Right. 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 Tiffany. Well, she's got Tiffany, Tiffany Fluffer. She just doesn't even want to be working. She's just, no. Right. Just there because her dad forced her to get a job and Chatsworth hired her because they were like, sure, a person, come on yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I, I, love, I, I love that character. Yeah, I love yeah, all the security guards. Yeah. They're so, yeah, lovely. she's, she's pretty, yeah. Um, first, uh, oh, did you get to the service fish? Does she have a fish when you've, in the episodes? I, you oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and she's carrying yes. it in a plastic bag with her all the time. Yeah, it's her like really... yeah. Oh, yeah, her old goldfish, her service fish. It's cute. Yeah. Well, let, let me give you a compliment. I mean, I feel like the comedy, the comedy is very easy, comes to you and your and your castmates very easily. It seems like, um, you, you know, a lot of times with uh, comedy might be the most difficult to me. It's from the outside. It seems an audience point of view. It seems like the most difficult thing to pull off sometimes is something to be genuinely funny. But you're surrounded by a cast of people that are naturally, it seems like, you know, funny. You know, it really. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Lisa has put together a good cast. And that's engaging. I mean, yeah. Even if it's not a laugh riot all the time, it's an engaging when people are just at ease and it seems like uh, a quip just comes out here or there, you know, and it builds up to something. So yeah. Yeah. Done a really great job of casting. And I think Darren, um, so Darren who plays Ruby in the show is also a producer and has done a lot of the cat um, or I think they, well, I feel like they've all kind of the team. They've, what they did was they kind of, they, I think they did some auditions, but also, they've all kind of scouted for talent based on work that they've seen actors do. So if they've done a short film with an actor who really stood out, they'd reach out to that actor personally and say, Hey, I think you'd be really great in a role. So they've been very thoughtful about, and Kim as well about the writing and who these characters are and then matching up actors. Um, not based on, cause in a lot of cases when you're being cast as an actor, you'll go out and do an, you do an audition and there were 2000 actors that were submitted. It gets, um, there's a casting director who selects 20 people to audition. And then, but there may be the 20 people with the most credits in the country. So there's someone who's been on this big show, that big show. So it's kind of more of a credit system on what you've done before. So a lot of talented actors who maybe do a lot of theater or do a lot of independent film don't always get an opportunity to be a recurring character in a TV show because there's just such a system that casting directors go through. So to have the creators of the show, producers of the show, writers of the show really look out at projects that are happening in Canada and select the talent um, and reach out to us personally was a really cool, very cool break for a lot of people on the show, mm -hmm. including myself. So, yeah, very grateful for how they did that. No, comedic timing cannot be learned. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, I'm sorry. I Maybe, but... It can, be, in, it can seem funny. I've seen comedic yeah. timing is just not something you can really teach. Yeah, a lot of people just have that natural... I'm trying a to teach a white that. guy to dance. <laughs> That's not my forte. But, but you could see in uh, my roommate... Is an is it my roommate is an escort? Yeah, my roommate's an escort. Um, you can. Mm -hmm. it, it seemed that there were a few actors that uh, crossed over into Pink is in too, right? I mean, there were a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's a good good observation because and yeah. they play very different characters in each show. So some of the if Lisa or Darren or Kim or anyone from the show Pink is in reached out to me at any point and asked me if I had any actors to, to suggest for certain roles. 
Um, I would suggest people from my roommates and escort that I had worked with that were great to work with, um, who had great comedic talent and who, who I thought would be great in the show. So I did do a couple of, I think, suggestions here and there. Actually, um, for one of the characters, my own, my dad was going to play. So my actual dad in real life was going to play my dad in the show, but he's not an actor. And I think he got nervous about it and got cold feet. And he also lives like an 11 hour drive or eight hour flight or a one hour, two hour flight, but whatever. He doesn't live in the city where it's filmed. So he, he said, I can't fly in. Something came up with work. He also runs businesses and is a busy man. So he, uh, he backed out of the role. (laughs) And then I, uh, one of the actors I suggested, I suggested like a few actors, but one of them that I suggested was, um, AC Peterson, who's awesome. He's in Tulsa King. He's been in Schitt's Creek and so many things over the years. And he played the landlord in my roommates and escort, uh, Golden Jimmy. And he was just fantastic to work with and such a talented man. And I've been to a couple of his acting classes right. over the years in Toronto, and he's just a super talent. Um, and then someone else suggested him as well from the cast. Granny Beach A. Margaret is really good friends with him as well and had suggested it. So I think they just got a few suggestion, suggestions to cast him. And then we were lucky that he did it because he's just uh, such a cool person to work with. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm grateful that he was. Got, oh, let me see. My daddy. To, um, so the but, guy that played your father in mm-hmm. The Roommate is an escort. Um, he, was that the same actor, just with different makeup? No. So the guy who played... The man who played the landlord, Golden Jimmy, who comes. So we actually had it was cool because we had a scene together in my roommates and escort, just the two of us, because he comes in and I'm doing some yoga poses. And he says, like, hey, rent's due and you haven't you haven't paid your rent. And I'm like, I swear I you transferred it to Kesha, my roommate. Like, it should be coming to you. She said she was going to send it to you. Um, And he's like, rent's paid, like rent's due. And he's confronting me that was a really fun scene to do. And um, so we had that scene when I love scenes that I love ensembles and I love scenes with gr- a group of people. Cause it's, it is really challenging to keep that ball rolling right. with a whole group when you're bouncing lines all over the place. And it's similar to theater, but then I also love like a one-on-one scene. Cause you really lock in with the other actor and pass that ball back and forth to one another. So I always find the one-on-one scenes to be, more challenging, but then also more rewarding because you really feel like you really had this cool connection after right. after you leave the day. Um, so I had that scene with him and my roommates and escort. And then he comes to visit me in prison and Pink is in. Um, and I watched, I binged Tulsa King. I flew to England this summer and on the way back, I binged Tulsa King on the, with uh, Stallone's new show on... Mm-hmm. Um, on the plane on the way back and Alan or AC Peterson as we call him is uh, like this scary mob boss to Stallone in that so that was really cool hearing his stories about working with Stallone when he came to Pink is In he had just come off that shooting that show that was really cool and I think I apologized to him because he goes from Stallone to doing a scene like doing scenes with me I'm I'm, I'm oh. sorry for the clock, Casey. He loves I'm acting. No- it's probably it's probably he probably loves it. You know. It, it, mm-hmm. Yeah, not, he does uh, love it. He loves it, and he's grateful for every opportunity he gets, and puts everything into equally into every opportunity, and brings so much to it. So, yeah, I, I love it. In uh, my roommate, when you, you're always going to this get, dude that's getting a tattoo, like he's your best friend, right? Like you're you're always going <laughs> to him and like unloading all your your concerns and everything about uh, um, your roommate, Tesha, uh, Kesha. And, you know, it's kind of interesting. You're like, oh, this is her, you know, they must have been high school friends or something. They're like really close and everything like that. So you think she slept with your dad? Yes. Obviously this was going to happen. My dad's on his like fourth marriage and Kesha's probably an escort. How did you not see this coming? No offense, but this is totally your fault. No, you didn't. My life is the worst. And uh, 
and then when it, the, the final reveal what that tattoo was, was it like, was you. That was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it was like okay, so that's kind of weird. Like all weirded out over that stuff. So uh, I okay, I gotta ask: so, Was this guy a method actor? Did he actually get a tattoo of you? I thought I saw him as pink as in. Also, um, he right? no, he's not. So the guy who got the tattoo, Bobby Del Rio, he's. Okay. In a new series that I'm interested in seeing by Kat Hostick, um, called Polygamy is the New Monogamy. Okay. And it's set in New York City. And Kat is a very talented director and she's also starring it in it. So I'm really interested in seeing that. That's coming out yeah, soon. But sounds- he's not yeah, it looks like a looks like a fun comedy. Um he did not get a tattoo in real life on my back that I know of. Uh, I would like to find out because I haven't looked at his back. So <laughs> was, that was a cool reveal, and I hope we didn't spoil too much. But that, yeah. that had us. That's an older show, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, that when that when uh when we saw that, it was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm there talking to him, getting advice, thinking he's my best friend who wants nothing more from me, who other than to just be my confidant and good friend and here he is being a giant creep and getting my face tattooed across his back and i'm right there and i don't notice because i can't see what's what the tattoo is i just and i guess i'm in my own world caught up in my own head and my perceptions of this roommate that i come in and i unload on him and don't ever ask him like hey what's your tattoo of maybe i could ask him about his life but i don't i just and he's Focus just like, well, what's the problem? You know, what's the hell? What's this? Everybody this? Okay. <laughs> if I was a girl with a best friend who was a guy who was like kind of a Lothario, Joey Tribbiani, you know, I yep. could see him getting a tattoo of my face to keep other women from falling in love. Mm. Oh, so he maybe. So Bobby's character, Sam could have done it as a player move. Like, not that he's in love with me, but he's like, when I when I get get with chicks, they're going to see this, they're going to see this other woman's oh, face on the back, back. And it's going to be a one-time yeah. thing. They're never going to come back after that. Like, I will be the guy that they'll go and talk to their friends about and be like, I'm not seeing that guy again. He's got some girl's face right. tattoo across his back. Yeah, he's really good in bed. But there's no ambiguity about it because it's the size of a battleship yeah. on his back. It's like right. it's like his old back. <laughs> the giant. Yeah. There's no question. That but is so funny. That was funny. That that really struck us. Yeah. But uh, yeah. That and and your your um partner in that, um, Katie Ullman, ironically named Kesha. I thought that was clever. You know, because, uh, that was kind of like the apex of Kesha's popularity, right? It seemed like. I mean, she really mm-hmm. was uh, uh really popular artist at the time and i think he alluded to that in the show a little bit I, I could be wrong but but she was really good and i think you've worked with her on other things haven't you katie and i did two seasons of my roommates in escort and we put out a show called canadian actors like a teaser for it um it was kind of like a mockumentary office style show but we didn't end up making that one and then we pitched other shows when we were working together. But uh, as I mentioned before, pitching shows and making a trailer for something and then getting it picked up is not always the case for for creators. A lot of it is, yeah, a lot of what we do is pitching behind the scenes. There are a lot of shows that are written that don't happen, sadly. I have a computer. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Um, <laughs> For a short time here, we were able to access something called the Pilot Channel. And it was just pilot after pilot. Pilots, which are shows that got pitched and got made. Mm -hmm. And, oh, wow. Yeah. Stinkaroo. I mean, some of them were so bad. Oh, that would be really interesting to watch. Yeah, it was. I loved it. Yeah, because from my understanding in from my friends who are actors in LA, they'll book a pilot and they'll book like a lead part in a pilot with like a, like I had a friend who was in one with uh, Chris, not Chris Farley, Kevin Farley, one of the Farley brothers. And I, and I saw it and it was really, that one was really good and really funny, but it just, 
didn't actually like a lot of them will they'll, they'll do these pilots and then the pilot goes to the network and then the network says no we're well, not we're not green lighting it and you just got cast in this thing and made the thing and it's all ready to go but then the networks say no well and if you think it- about it there's all these pilots that are probably really good and mm-hmm. then cop cop rock makes it on the air mm. i mean yeah, it cop- just no, even I, and I love stupid schlocky schlit, schlocky, okay? And I like musicals, mm-hmm. and it was just, no. Yeah, you never know, right? Why, yeah. which, I guess well, it just depends on who are the, who's the group of executives at that moment that's deciding, okay. or what else is being on? Like, I've pitched, we had a show um, that was in development with a major network, for six months and then after six months they said uh comedy is no longer like it's not the thing right now if you have a horror or a thriller come back with something that's not comedy and a lot of them will comedy is the hardest thing to get picked up comedy is the hardest thing to to strike a deal with especially for like uh or to get funding for a comedy for like feature films a lot of the times you'll get have an easier time selling a horror movie because a horror can be translated all around the world. You could watch it. It might not be in the language you speak, but you understand it and you can get behind it and understand what it is. Um, But with a comedy, some things that we think is funny in Canada might not be funny in Australia. You never know. It's not as global. Have you ever noticed some of these actors out there that get chances, especially in comedy? get chances and chances and chances like there's this actor his name is nat faxon a vasectomy is a very simple procedure can we talk about the pain please it's just a slight pinch i had three kids out of my vagina and you're worried about a pinch yeah it's my nutsack and i Mm -hmm. i swear i've seen him on 30 different comedy pilots he just continues to get opportunities and opportunities he's a funny guy you know he's he's very Mm -hmm. expressive he's very funny and everything Mm -hmm. but uh and also uh the guy from um american family ty you know know, plays phil on yeah the father yeah Mm -hmm. not not the well the father yeah he's the the, dad he's the the dad phil the son-in-law of right okay the the main father Mm-hmm. He also got many, many, many opportunities, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and it's, and it's kind of like they bring him back and it's like, well, that just wasn't the right fit. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. You just wonder how that works, though. How does how does that work? There's got to be there's got to be so many talented people. out. There. And what you're finding out in this in this day and age, when people self-produce their own stuff, there's like so many tremendously talented people out there. You wonder how. Yeah. How some, some then you're you're now having to self-publish your TV. You know, yeah. You know, as yeah. Up, you know? And hey, I'm for it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really great that we can that there's so many creators out there that didn't even start as actors who are entertaining us in so many ways now through their podcasts and TikTok. And there's so many platforms now, self-platforms. Right. So I always tell filmmakers or people who say they want to be a filmmaker or want to be an actor i'm like you have a cell phone cell phones are take great video now go Mm -hmm. film something like come up with a concept you don't even have to write it out in script format do a short form something like do a sketch if you want to get into comedy film it start putting them out there on tiktok right just put it all out there and um just like get just get started start filming something because Anyone can now with your with your phone and with all the platforms out there. So, yeah, just but do it. You, you've done, you know, you've been in this game for a while. Uh, you've done some other things that, that was interesting to us because, like, we're big fans of Trailer Park Boys. And I saw you were in the oh. in fact, Yeah, we saw absolutely. They came. We saw them live. Yeah, we saw, we saw oh, them live. They're so funny. Yeah. They are always a wild time. They bring the energy. Right, right. So did you get to know them at all? Or, uh, I did. That was like one of my very first films ever about a decade ago. And they were very funny and chatty with everyone in the scene um, off camera and always joking around and kind of staying in those characters, um, although they were playing themselves. So like Mike, who plays Bubbles, was Mike in the movie. So, But they were being themselves, like they're right. jovial 
buddy selves, joking with one another, joking with us. Um, there was a salad in the scene because we were these sunshine girls that are hanging out around them in this bar. And there was a salad. And I remember Mike taking the tongs in between takes and being like, making a balls joke about balls. Want some balls sandwich <laughs> on your salad? And like just right. flicking the tongs around. Just being silly. Like just silly bros. And then um, I did go to their rap party. And I did go to karaoke in a basement bar. And Sebastian Bach was doing karaoke, who has like oh. one of the most incredible voices of all time, which was yeah weird looking back to think that i got to go to karaoke i don't think i got up and did my britney impression but if it was today i would have i have more confidence now to do that um (laughs) and then i ran into them a few years later at tiff at the toronto international film festival and i said i was one of your sunshine girls and then ended up hanging out with them at a couple of parties because there's so many parties during tiff you hop from party to party so just kind of uh clung on to rob wells i was like hi remember me no of course you don't no they did but they were yeah they were really kind they were like oh yeah and then just hung out third third down guys so it was john paul tremblay was uh julian Mm -hmm. rob wells was was uh ricky yeah he's my favorite yeah, He's Ricky's so awesome. Cute. Like, I have a bit of a crush on him. Looks like a tropical earthquake blew through here or something, man. Huh? What the fuck are you looking at, huh? Don't fucking stare Leave at me. Leave my cat alone. Don't fucking stare at me. He's gonna give us homemade hot dogs when we finish putting the signs up. I'm gonna give you some homemade fuck-offs right now. What are you doing using your big school words? Just use normal people words and I'll understand what you're talking about. Hey, Sam, knock, knock. Who's there? Get the fuck off the stage, you idiot. Supply and command. Mr. Denial and Error would probably say knock knock. He'd say who's there and he'd say a fucking idiot and tell you to fuck off. That's, That's what I'd do. Like little Pronagus. It's Piranha, Rick. That's what I said, Pronagus. But the other thing is, it's a Catch-23 situation. It's not a ladybug, it's a caterpillar. Same as some of those sweet and powered chicken things. And getting caught masturbating sucks. Like I got caught masturbating in jail seven or eight times and it really sucks. Make like a tree and fuck off. Will you make- Yeah. Yeah, that's huh. why when I went to the TIFF party and saw him, I like went straight to him because he's so approachable. He's so nice and he's really good looking. Like he's got that, um, like in real life, he you would he's got that like charisma of a hot dude. Like he's a hot dude. Right. Well, I, I could I see that. The flame yeah, shirts, you know, the open <laughs> collar with the chains and the sideburns. <laughs> you know, that does it all the time. Like his energy that's, not, that's not him. Yeah. Has like a very calm, cute energy. Well, Swearnet was different from trailer. I mean, they mm-hmm. like you said, they were playing yeah. themselves. And I they remember watching a little bit of that. And and you know, uh, they showed Rob, I guess, sitting in what an easy chair, kind of reading like he was a masterpiece on masterpiece theater or something. Yeah, it was, it was kind of a send up, but it was good. Oh. But uh, but yeah, we loved we loved uh, we loved that show. Was a slow burn too. That was like. What is this? You know, we start yeah. watching yeah. Trailer, trailer Park Boys. Yeah, you're like, what the hell? It's like Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. The music reminded me of that. It was so mellow and weird. Yeah. yeah. Trailer Park and, you know. And it was so it's low just, rent, but it yeah. just started hooking you. You know, you started yeah. to sympathize with those guys, yeah. even though they were criminals. Gun-wielding yeah. criminals, in fact. Anyway. Yeah, and but John they were going to shoot themselves. Yeah. They, uh, John- they, the only people they ever shot were each other. Or themselves. Yeah, they did end every season in prison. That was funny. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, Trace. Oh, Jonathan Torrens, who's on the sh- who's who's on the Trailer Park Boys, um, he also has a show on the network Bell Five TV, where we are, where Pink is in is streaming from in Canada. Um, so we connected at one point when I had Twitter, and then oh. I know he, yeah, I think Kim had connected with him and uh the producers were hoping to get him on pink is in but he's yeah he's been and i think he's yeah he's someone that would be really cool to work with um but his show's great too volleys so if you're and they're part of our bell family i feel like anyone else with a show on the yeah. platform has been really supportive of one another so we'll so was that randy is that like volleyball volleys um volleys so it takes place in their um fire fire why do i want to say fire marshals like fire people firefighters firefighters yeah yeah i don't so know why was that the, 
Are you talking about the guy who played Randy in Trailer Park Boys? Or no, which... he was J Rock. J Rock. We don't play guns. You know that, B. Do you want them to shoot you? Do you want them? No. Come on, Jules. That's like going to the airport. You know what I'm saying? When they're like, "You wear the contents of the bag," I'm like, "Nah." They're like, "You pack the shit yourself," and I'm like, "Nah." And they're like, "You leave the shit on a tenant." I'm like, "I don't know. Some motherfucker might have left it on the trailer for a couple years." You know what I'm saying? We out, man. What? We don't play guns, dog. Guns kill, man. We ain't down with killing. We down with chilling. Peace. Peace. And he had a show called John of Vision, which was very big in Canada as well right. when I was back in the back in the 90s. Yeah. Maybe 2000s. Yeah, I remember yeah why, why is the name Volleys? Now I can't remember. Then there was Cyrus. Look. That guy was a grease ball. <laughs> Cyrus. Remember Cyrus? He, would, uh, he was their antagonist. He would yeah. come in. Yeah, with the dilapidated card, it was like muffler was gone on it. It was like blaring heavy metal and stuff. That shit, that was a lot. That shit was great. Um, that was great, great classic, classic. Then they just they did so much with it too, because it started off. I think Bubbles was the sound guy when they started. Okay. And then he turned into one of the main actors. Like right. it started off very small. So why That's are yeah. why are they have a really good poster too, volleys. So why are I'm really stuck on this? Why are firefighters called volleys? I don't know. It must be a Canadian. I've never heard of that before. Why are fire? I need to know now. Okay, I'm googling it. Why are firefighters We're called okay. volleys? And now I need to know. Television series. Maybe that'll the volleys battle Mayor Brinson. I think maybe my... it's the town. I think it's the town. I think you got to get on the yeah. Canadian internet. We're on the American. No, I, I American. <laughs> yeah, like Letterkenny is the fake town that Letter Letterkenny takes place in. So maybe Volleys is their town. Mm-hmm. Letterkenny. Mm-hmm. Letterkenny. So- Jared Kiso created it. He's a Canadian man. And then he has Shorzy, which is the uh, spinoff. It's a hockey, hockey thing. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I've auditioned 10 times and never got cast, but no hard feelings. Well, maybe they just look for the right part. You know, maybe they got you on fire. <laughs> They're just waiting. They're like, you know what? They're probably like, why this fool again? Why is she back? Who keeps letting this one in? Yeah. Who keeps letting these tapes come in? Yeah. They're waiting for a hardened criminal to get out of jail and come into town. And They need you know. Top Dog. That's why I haven't auditioned as Top Dog yet. They need Top Dog yeah. to come to letter. Yeah. Yes, that's what it that's what it is. I've been I've been giving them too much Trish and what they need is top dog. Right. Well yeah. yeah. Um so we uh you know we're winding down here. We don't want to yeah, uh, strutting rooster chick. Strutting rooster chick. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Top dog at a little rooster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Little oh, oh, oh short man syndrome. Yeah. Napoleonic complex. Yeah, she's yeah, like a <laughs> um so we do okay so as we wind down here we, we don't want to keep you all night although we're enjoying the conversation here but, yeah absolutely um Same. We, usually, we usually close it out with a little bit of a game that we started like it. and it's uh we have friends that uh are in a, a podcast network where it's all bracketology their shows are based around brackets and if, if you think of an ncaa brackets of the 64 uh, basketball teams go into a tournament they face off these like topics like movies or TV shows from 64 down to, to a best, uh, you know, movie of, of that uh, program. So we're going to start with number 64. Oh no, wait a minute. I only did eight. <laughs> so it, it's not going <laughs> to, we're only going to do eight. Um, okay. So, and it, it goes about just a couple minutes here. Um, Kim went through it. It went, it went too bad, but oh, what Kim. Was shout out um, to Kim. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So we got uh, four different, uh, in round one, we have four different, or eight different TV shows that were squaring off against each other. And all you got to do is pick your favorite of the ones that I that I bring up. Yep. And Lisa and I will do the same. Mm-hmm. Since we have three, there'll be a tiebreaker with every every pick. So does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So uh, hopefully you've seen all these. Uh, two Broke wow. Girls versus Alice. Two, two Broke Girls. Okay. Lisa, what do you say? I agree. All right. So two broke girls moves on to the second round. And I'm going to say, just for kicks, I'm going to say, I'm going old school. I'm going Alice. I'm kind of an old guy. But, uh, all right. 
So uh, the second matchup of round one is Orange is the New Black versus Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Me too. All right. Well, it doesn't matter what I think again, but uh, I'll go uh, Arrested Development too. I, I love that show. That show's just that was such a great show. Yeah. Um, so our third matchup, that 70s show versus the Brady Bunch. That 70s show. Yeah. Okay. And I grew up Brady Bunch, but that yeah. 70s show is so much better. Uh, I'm going to say just I'm going to represent the Brady Bunch. Even and though it's probably because he's never seen an entire episode of that 70s show. Yeah, uh, things I could pick apart about that '70s show, and starting without ever watching it. Who's like a Danny Masterson? We could start with that, but I don't want to go there. I don't want to do that. I'm going to go ahead. It was with, fine back then. I don't know about all that, but okay. Um, okay, so our final uh, of the first round is the fabulous Miss Maisel versus the Gilmore Girls. This one's harder. That one is hard. Yeah, I think like they're the, the same creator. I mean, laugh for laugh, Miss Maisel. Yes. Okay? But longevity and heart, the Gilmore Girls. That had so much heart. And yeah. they spoke so quickly back and forth and created such a genuine world where you feel like you're not watching. Like when you get into it, you really feel like you're watching real people. That's a mother and daughter. That's the local coffee shop. That's the local coffee diner guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to have to go with that. Gilmore Girls. Yes. Gilmore oh. Girls. Both are great. All these yeah. are well, I got you went with Maisel, right? Yeah, I have to go with Maisel. Well, I don't know. It, both of them have the fast talking, the snappy patter. Yeah. You know? But mm-hmm. I mean, just laugh for laugh, I got more out of Maisel. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so that means finally I have a, a decision for you saying this. So I'm going to say, uh, I hate to do this, Trish, but I'm going to go with. Ms. Maisel, because it's got like Lenny Bruce in it, and it's just, it looks fantastic. I love those retro shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Similar uh, type of dialogue in it, that, that type of fast, um, moving along dialogue. So, mm-hmm. But that ends our first round. Mm-hmm. So um, as we move on to the second round, Lise, what is the first? Matchup number one, two boat girl broke Sorry, broke <laughs> girls uh, versus arrested development. Arrested development. Yeah, me too. Okay, that, that's a unanimous. That's a unanimous. So it moves on to the third round. Sorry, hun, you got or what we call a finals. We, we chose uh, smart comedy over uh, cleavage. <laughs> that's that's okay. That's okay. Any reason <laughs> is good. You know. Okay, uh, that '70s show versus Ms. Maisel. Miss Maisel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweep on that one. Definitely okay. Miss Maisel. So this one's going to be harder. Right. I mean, you've got the never nude um, and uh, the invisible girlfriend against Miss Maisel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's really. So, okay, Trish, what do you got? Development against Miss Maisel. Okay. I love the banana, the whole banana. Mm-hmm. The banana store, yes. The, the awkward Michael Sarah and just the mm-hmm. whole cast and the awkward, cringy awkwardness. Mm-hmm. That's Arrested Development. Yeah. Cringe. I like that awkward cringe. Ugh. Wow. I, there's, you know. Too, as long as it's that level. There's some cringe that is just like, nope. No, but yeah, yeah but it's 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 part of the, the shtick, though, and that it's not. Yeah, it's always meant- part of the shtick when they're doing cringe. I just don't always. I don't like. I stepped in poop cringe. Yeah, this, this one was hard cringe. This was well thought out, very detailed. Mm-hmm. Not a cringy show, but what the characters make you feel is that secondhand cringe for them, not mm-hmm. for the show characters, yes. but the yeah. situation. You're like, oh. That's awkward. This is why this is, you know, we're just mm-hmm. like three rounds in and this is like almost impossible for me to choose. I'm going to go not be, I'm going to go with Maisel just so to put it on you because I don't feel there's. I already no, said Arrested Development. Okay. So it's Arrested Development. It's just got more. Arrested Development. I love Maisel. Don't get me wrong. Dominates her. I hmm. feel like Arrested Development just had more. It's really clever. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. Jason Bateman's yep. good. Oh, he's so good. Yeah. All right. Well, so, uh, uh, what are you, what's up next for you? Well, right now I'm doing a theater production, uh, Steel Magnolias, oh, with Story cool. Theater in Sault Ste. Marie, my hometown, um, playing Shelby. And theater oh, wow. is for me i find it to be uh there's a lot of strong theater community in this city and there's a few theater companies and there's really strong actors that i'm in there with so it's a great challenge it's the third play i've done this year because this town is really really big on the theater so i've yeah been enjoying theater this year and then I, i did a couple films this year but more theater than films this year and uh yeah enjoying that challenge well yeah we didn't really write up a ton of questions for this we just wanted to have a conversation but that's definitely mm-hmm. one you know the theater versus film question that's always a fascinating one with any actor if you could only do one for the rest of your life <laughs> what would you pick oh man i really do like acting in films there's something magical because i'm interested in the behind the scenes as well because I've done a lot of producing and some directing um, and then just other positions in film over the years before the producing. I find it fascinating how it comes together like a puzzle and how, I don't know, just being there on the day with so many different people of so many different, but you get that in theater too. You have people doing the the lights and the music, everything. So you kind of get the same sort of thing. I just, I love that like permanency of film and how it can, be broadcast across the world and someone could watch it in Australia. I think how it connects people globally is just something magical that you can't, you can't beat. And we didn't always have as humans, we didn't have the internet. We couldn't always broadcast other countries. So I think that's something that's still fairly new in the grand scheme of time. And I think that's really fascinating and magical, but then also being on a stage and feeling that energy with others, all being together in a room for a positive reason to come together to laugh to cry to share that energy is like just such a special cool energy to feel too so i don't know it's a hard thing yeah yeah it's okay we're not gonna hold you to it (laughs) we enjoy we go to live theater we do quite a bit of live theater and we go to yeah there's a a local uh repertory company um here called the ensemble theater and we go there a, a lot Oh, cool. In yeah, fact, awesome. we're going to be going to see Fiona the Musical. We oh. are. Oh. It's about the uh, hippo in the zoo. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there's a musical about a hippo in Cincinnati. I thought it was going to be a musical about Fiona from Shrek. Mm-mm. No, no, we have our own uh, Our own star. Fiona. Yeah. Hippos are real. I'll have to look her up because I find hippos to be really amazing. They have very, they're very powerful. Have you seen she a hippo? Has a birth story. She they was from zoo. There was some illness. Right. She survived. Yeah. She's an oh, inspiration good. to us all. Yep. 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 Big part That's, of our. Oh, I'm gonna look her up. F I O N A. I O N A. How they spelled it. Yeah. How can uh, do you have any uh, websites or any kind of uh, you know? Of course, Tubi. We can see Pink is in. Is there anything mm-hmm. you want to promote before we? Close yeah. Check. Pink is in on Tubi. I think more views will be appreciated because then that means maybe we'll get some more or we will get some more episodes. Um, and you can find me on Instagram, Trish Rainoni. It's spelled Rain One. Um, it's Italian. Rainoni. But Rainoni. yeah. Okay. So. All right. We will, uh, uh, Philip, I will make Philip contact his friend in Australia. Yes, please. Uh, and uh, tell him to watch Pink is in. <laughs> Perfect. Yes, I've been trying to reach Australia and trying to think of who do I know in Australia that'll watch it. Um, one thing that's cool is this weekend on Sunday, if you're in New York City, I don't know if this would be out by then, but I'm getting featured on a billboard, but it's very quick. Oh. Um, it's gonna be a headshot and it's going to say actress and Pink is in. So oh, I'm going to. Cool. First time in the Time City. Or Times Square, New Square. York. That's a cool moment for for I think for Pink is in show and for for all of us. Yeah. So I'm gonna try to sort of. I have theater rehearsals, so busy lady can't just whisk off to New York. That would be fun. They have great sand. 
but um, I will be in my hometown at a theater rehearsal. So hopefully someone will get a picture of it. And uh, yeah, that's just something that's going on. That's a little bit exciting. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, St. Marie, it's the middle of winter. It's like living in a snow globe. And then to get that news is kind of, yeah, that's special. And to be invited on podcasts like this, to be able to talk about Aww. what I actually love to do and uh, projects I've been a part of. And to hear that people are watching is really cool. That's mm -hmm. so thank you. Yeah. All right, Trish, you have a good night. Really okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have social twitter yeah uh-huh pod instagram yeah uh-huh pod facebook yeah uh-huh pod so let us know hit us back have a great week Yay!